Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. Hello, podcast listeners. We have an excellent episode for you today. We are talking about Adobe and Adobe software alternatives. So just to give you a little bit of background, the kingpin of all creative editing, whatever is Adobe, uh, whether that is Photoshop or whether you are trying to do photo catalogs and that is Lightroom or whether you are doing video editing and that is Premiere and After Effects. Uh, basically everything in the Adobe suite has become the industry standard. However, mm-hmm. that stuff is very expensive. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, yeah, uh, the uh, Creative Suite, um, I personally subscribe to the entire thing. And uh, at this point, it's basically just a tax. Like, I pay for it monthly, but like I never have any intention of getting rid of it, unfortunately, um, as we'll get into. You'll, you'll see why. In, indeed. So I personally, <laughs> um, I pay $10. So here's, here's the thing. It's mm-hmm. actually cheaper to get the photography plan with Adobe, which is only $10 a month and gives you two pieces of software versus buying mm-hmm. either one of those individually for 20 a month. I, I don't know why they even offer those individually, <laughs> but uh, no, I do the photography plan. It's only $10 a month. That gives you Photoshop and Lightroom that if you are doing this full time or if you have any kind of job and enjoy <laughs> photography or if you know you're just an enthusiastic hobbyist and want the good stuff 10 dollars a month i said it was expensive it's not 10 dollars a month mm-hmm. is very cheap the super affordable the updates that it comes out with are getting really really good um but I do own the entire creative suite, um, a much older version of it. So I have access to the entire suite of programs and have used them since middle school, going on like 20 years now. Um, but I am stuck a little bit in the stone age with some of these other products since I don't pay for the new creative suite one. You are balling more than I am. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> for, for reference, the entire creative suite, if you pay monthly, it's literally $80 a month. Now, if you pay, if you're on an annual plan as in you guarantee that you're going to have it for the entire year and you pay monthly, it's fifty two ninety nine, And if you prepay the entire year it's six hundred dollars so you get a slight discount um i'm actually grandfathered into an older um cheaper rate um so i benefit a little bit on that in that i'm uh, paying slightly less but it's still pretty hefty every month uh, for a piece of software yeah so that's why we we're gonna talk about um We're not going to actually talk that much about the actual Adobe products. We Mm -hmm. are going to assume that if you are listening to this episode, you already use it or you don't want to pay for it and are looking (laughs) for alternatives. Um, If you already have Adobe, just kind of like skip this episode or like skip forward to the piece of software that you don't have yet. If you have Adobe, it's kind of the best. Yeah, um, that's the short answer is, is the Adobe uh, Creative Suite or Creative Cloud worth it? Uh, sadly, yes. Um, there, We're going to talk about alternatives today. If you are curious, if you have Adobe and you're just like, what else is out there? Um, then sure, go ahead and listen. But the short answer right now is 
uh, it probably there's probably no real alternative to Adobe right now, sadly, at least as a as an entire entity. You know, you know what I just thought? We should hmm. name this episode "Is Adobe Worth It?" Uh, click. <laughs> so that we are not clickbaiting you. Yes, it is worth it. However. It the rest of this episode is alternatives, and we are going to compare all of these different products to the closest Adobe product that lines up with that. There you go. Title decided on air. Perfect. I love <laughs> it. All right. So let's dive in, and let's definitely yes. start with the more photography-centric stuff. So mm-hmm. um, well, let's start with Photoshop and some of the Photoshop alternatives. What do you got for me? Well, um, the preeminent example of the of an Adobe alternative is the Affinity Suite um, by a company called Serif. Um, they make uh, a somewhat comparable alternative to part of the Creative Cloud experience um, in Affinity Photo um, and other related apps. Um, the whole Affinity Suite is uh, comp- is comprised of three apps: Photo Designer and Publisher. And those essentially line up to Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign. Uh, Now, Affinity is really cool in that it is one-off. You buy it and you own it. Um, They're 50 bucks each. Uh, They're often on sale or bundled as a sale. That is pretty cheap. Yeah, and it's pretty cheap, especially as a one-off thing. Like, you know, each app is a month of the creative cloud-ish. They're all quite competent. I would say... If you just if you need Photoshop or Illustrator or InDesign or a combination of the above and you just don't have the budget to pay, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars every year for Adobe, this is where I point people. Um, I I actually have the whole Affinity Suite myself. I got it on sale uh, to test it out, and it is really competent software, and it gets better all the time. Um, I've recommended it to many people, and they have all uh, really enjoyed it and had great things to say about it. So as like a cheap alternative to those three pieces of software, I can quite comfortably recommend the Affinity um, apps. Will is it a perfect alternative? No. Well, nothing let me, is. Let me they ask you this: Are there are there yeah. any quirks or uniquenesses or stark differences that really set it apart from the Adobe Suite? Sure. Um, so the the main differences I would say, um, which I realize this is a little bit vague, but they're just not as uh, as powerful as any of the uh, Adobe apps that they're replacing. Um, Adobe is huge and gets tons of money, and so has a lot of ability to just sink development money and time. G- give into me their one apps. concrete example <clears throat> in the in the Photoshop one. Oh, one concrete example. Um, so a good example of this would be Photoshop's um, ability to do like edge detection for you know background replacements and and things like that. Uh, Affinity just isn't nearly as good with those sorts of kind of like machine the refined learning mask things. tool. Yeah, for ref- hair refining like masks, that. Yeah. that kind of stuff for hair. Um, Affinity Suite does a good job, especially for fifty bucks. Um, but Photoshop um, and you know Adobe as a parent just has so much money and resources. Sources to 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 sink into those really kind of advanced just automated tools are yeah right better a little bit cleaner exactly um yeah so that that is like a the main thing that you'll notice um is many of those sorts of features that just cost a lot of money to develop aren't quite as refined with affinity but for 50 bucks it's really hard to argue with it's a good experience all in 
Nice. And I have one kind of honorable mention. So let's mm-hmm. assume you want Photoshop for absolutely zero dollars. Hmm. Seems hard to replace. <laughs> yes. So uh, GIMP is the one Photoshop alternative that uh, I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't recommend it. But for zero dollars, it mm-hmm. is open source free and it has gotten better by leaps and bounds since the last time I used it in sixth grade. So... <laughs> <laughs> my my dog agrees with me. It has yep. indeed gotten better. Um, no, so we're just going to kind of move on. There's not a whole lot to say. It's not good, but it's mm-hmm. free and it can get the job done. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the mm-hmm. best that I can say about GIMP. Um, yeah. Still sticking with the photo realm. If you mm-hmm. are doing hardcore editing on a single photo, you are talking about Photoshop. If you are doing um, editing on a huge catalog of images, then we are looking more at um, software that can organize and tag and do light raw editing um, all in the same photo. So that one in the Adobe suite is Lightroom, of course. But let's talk about the Lightroom alternatives. So uh, we can skip the Affinity Suite one. We already kind yes. of talked about. Well, and they don't. Ha- they that. don't have a Lightroom alternative. Oh, um, that's right. They, truly they only do have not. Photoshop yeah. Illustrator InDesign. Correct. Yeah, okay. I, I wish they had a Lightroom alternative. And um, Serif, if you are listening, uh, please make a video editor. <laughs> I would love to see a video editor from you guys. It'd be awesome. And I would be happy to recommend that. <laughs> actually, before we ditch the Photoshop <laughs> thing that I will say, um, my camera came with the Corel suite. And mm. uh, there are two pieces of software in there that I am quite tickled by. Uh, Photo Mirage, which adds animation to your photos, like GIF form. Um there are like phone apps and stuff that can do it, but I mean, it's just a fun little thing to play with. And the other one that's kind of cool is Painter. Painter is if you can draw, I cannot, but if you can draw, uh, Painter is a very cool piece of software. Um, I've kind of tinkered with uh, uh, Paint Paint Shop, I think it's called the Coral One. It's eh. if you already got it for free, great use it Mm -hmm. it's totally doable but otherwise i would totally look at um either affinity suite if you're buying something new or of course adobe um the rest of the coral suite i am just going to negate like their video editor i tried and it's just Mm -hmm. horrendously bad so um that's the best i can say for coral uh and we're just gonna kind of move on uh back to lightroom so uh, um, I think really you have quick two bonus. and I have two. Yeah, yeah really quick bonus. Uh, since you mentioned drawing um, and painting, uh, check out Krita. Krita is amazing. It's a drawing slash painting app. It's totally free. Um, I did not plan on talking about it, but since you mentioned it, yeah. I'm going to throw Krita into the ring. Uh, I mean, you already awesome. mentioned Illustrator. <laughs> So. Yeah, true, true. I mean, heck, we're on a drawing kick. You want to skip to Illustrator and come back to Lightroom? <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Let's, ta- let's ta- do that. Talk about Krita, and then I think <clears throat> I think you had one more alternative for me as well. There is not a lot to say about Krita other than it's just like, because I'm not a drawing, painting kind of person. I really wish I was. But Krita, I have tested and played around with, and um, I am not an expert, but wow, Krita is super, probably one of the, the most impressive pieces of totally free software I've ever seen. Um, it seems just like incredibly powerful and super cool for people who are into digital um, drawing and painting. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, other, t- other, Another totally free and actually also pretty cool piece of software replacing Illustrator specifically is Inkscape. Um, again, totally free. It is just like, it's not... 
you know, it, it's not as powerful as Illustrator, but um, like as a vector it is, uh, art yeah, piece but of that software, it works really well. for vector yeah. rather than... Yeah. Um, so Inkscape, uh, I haven't used, but I have heard of it. It's definitely in the crafting community. Yes. A lot of people use Inkscape uh, to draw up their, uh, draft their patterns um, for, for modeling and cutting, uh, especially if you're doing, you know, foam crafting, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So yeah, Inkscape is a really good tool for uh, that kind kind of use especially mm-hmm. for free not quite as and, powerful as illustrator but gets yeah, the job done. And, and the interface is quite good like i would say that like inkscape has a better uh interface than gimp does by far like it it's it's pretty straightforward relatively easy to use um yeah super popular in the crafting community um people use it for like cnc projects for like laser cutting and stuff all the time um it's pretty cool it's it's an easy recommend um if you just need occasional kind of vector work um then inkscape is the way to go like don't even bother paying for illustrator so sweet all right we talked about photo we talked about drawing let's hop on back to that photo organization and talk about lightroom alternatives uh Mm -hmm. we both have two so let's just uh ping back and forth go for it uh the first one i'm going to recommend is also free it is dark table um dark table is has been a kind of in the background um, bumping along this uh, kind of open source project. Uh, it has been very much kind of Linux and uh, and uh, Mac uh, focused uh, for a long time. They do have a Windows version now. It's not quite as good as the other two, um, but uh, Darktable is really interesting. I would say definitely give it a shot. Uh, again, if you're on zero budget, um, the the comparison between uh dark table and the next one that i'm going to talk about raw therapy is like dark table is a little bit easier to use but it's not quite as full featured on windows as compared to the other platforms that's on but um it's quite good um it's totally free uh definitely check it out like i mean why not right it's free it doesn't I mean, cost anything sweet. to test it <laughs> well you already mentioned the next one so tell us about raw therapy what's oh okay i was gonna, yeah, I was gonna bounce it to you but that's sure fine. i, I kind of had to right i need, I, cause a, I need to say which it's one a little loosey-goosey to. we don't really yeah. have an order here so uh raw therapy is the next uh lightroom alternative um in my experience now this is changing like they're getting uh they're 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 starting to become more and more comparable to each other as a development goes on again it's totally free there's a lot of people working on it um throughout the world a really impressive piece of software in my experience raw therapy has been more powerful than dark table but harder to use but now it's starting to they're starting to converge where dark table is starting to become more powerful and easier to use and raw therapy is kind of getting better to use um, I realize that's not super helpful. I would say if you're on they're Windows, they're both free, right? Just try them. Just try um, them. See, see what clicks. Yeah, I would tend to say if you're on uh, Linux or Mac, start with Darktable. If you're on Windows, start with Raw Therapy. If you like the experience that you have on those platforms, great. Like, don't worry about the other one. Um, but if for whatever reason you want to try the other one, just go for it. They're free um, and they're also super powerful. Um, so, yeah. There you go. Uh, Dark table and raw therapy. So both of your suggestions were free, which is cool. Yep. Both of my suggestions are super expensive. <laughs> so oh, <man>. there <laughs> is that. Um, so I'm going to start by saying that there are definitely people that I know that own each piece of this software and decide mm-hmm. to use them for different reasons in addition to Lightroom, not instead of. So um, I'm going to start with Photo Mechanic, which in my opinion is the most kind of one-to-one correlation. 
I much prefer Lightroom's editing ability and interface and all of that. But uh, Photo Mechanic has one specific thing going for it that um, pretty much everyone I know, the reason why they got it is this one thing. So with Lightroom, when you import a photo, you have a what is a relatively quick import process. But then when you click on a photo, it takes a second, you get the little spinny wheel, and then it shows you the full res because it doesn't render all of those um, previews unless you auto- unless you tell it to render one-to-one previews, and even then it'll only render it up to a certain point in the cache that you allow it. Mm. And to the point where... Um, if you are shooting a full wedding and you render one-to-one previews, it's entirely possible you get three quarters of the way through and it starts deleting your old previews. Um, this might not be the case anymore, but I've had that happen where it's like, oh, it, you know, I have to go back and like find that preview and it still takes a second. So people have complained about Lightroom being laggy because they're trying to get real close and look at like how sharp is this photo compared to this photo, and you need that full scale image to be able to compare the two. Here's the thing with Photo Mechanic. While Lightroom takes several minutes to import, if you decide to do those huge um, uh, preview files, go like get coffee or something and come back. <laughs> Photo Mechanic, however, takes a very, very long time. Like let it run overnight before you try editing. However, once the stuff is actually imported, it has zero lag at all. I don't know what it is, but it is something with their caching and previewing process that you have full one-to-one perfect zero lag the entire time with every single photo in the photo mechanic uh, catalog. So if Lightroom lag has been a pain in the butt issue for you and you want to drop two or three hundred dollars, there we go. Photo mechanic. (laughs) That is all I can say for it. Um, so what you're saying is Adobe will eventually purchase Photo Mechanic to stop the people complaining about hey, their light. Hey, <laughs> I wouldn't be mad about it. Uh, I get I get free updates. So so I know that was a very long winded explanation, but uh, that's that's honestly the only thing I can really say about Photo Mechanic specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that I'm going to talk about is Capture One. So Capture One, I feel, is a very different program than Lightroom. You can't exactly one-to-one correlate them. Mm -hmm. And I would use them for very different uses. So if I was doing a fashion editorial, I spend eight hours shooting with this model for the cover of a magazine... There are things that Capture One can do that Lightroom cannot. And, the, you know, there's just a little bit thing where some people like the interface on one versus the other. Lightroom has sliders for color correction. Um, Capture One has uh, color wheels with, like, VectorScope, a little more, like, video editing type thing. Um, so there's there's a little bit of difference there. Some people might prefer one of those over the other or like the result of one of those more than the other. Um but with Capture One, you can take your client's like logo and overlay it, or you can take a sample photo that you're trying to match for product photography and overlay it so that you line up the angle exactly and like live preview through your camera with the overlay like at 50% opacity. So you can kind of like 
translucent, see that stuff. And it has all of these things for the commercial photographer that Lightroom does not have. Also, the tethering just works way better. I have never had tethering stop or interrupt or whatever, but in Lightroom, it happens all the time. The reason why I actually bought Capture One is because I run the cosplay photo booth and I was tethering and Lightroom just kept crapping out on me. So, um, the another thing Capture One is really, really good at is um, Moray. They have an, uh, because it's made by Hasselblad, right? They have an mm-hmm. or Phase One. It's made by one of those. They have an excellent um, like Moray filter that Lightroom mm. doesn't have. So they just kind of have all of these tools that are excellent for um, the commercial photographer, where you are shooting three hundred images, and at the end of the day, you need one or five or ten. Lightroom, however, is still my uh, editor of choice if I am shooting like a a senior portrait or a wedding or something where I've got 2,000 images and I still have to like send them 800 images. Um, Part of that might just be that I've used it for so long, I like it better and I'm used to it, but I feel like it handles the mass images better and comparing um, like a huge set of images, like the viewing experience is better in Lightroom versus um, Capture One, you can view two images and pit them against each other, but if you try and bring up kind of like more than that, then it's just a little bit wonky interface and it doesn't work quite the same. Um, I'm not as uh, big of a fan of the way that they do their, um, that they do their like labeling and kind of tagging system. I also don't like the way that it handles the files on um, your actual computer, like in your file explorer. Um, Lightroom does not touch your file explorer at all. Photo Mechanic says, your file explorer is mine now. I will do with it what I please. So if you try and find your file outside of File Mechanic, you're like, what? where did it go? So, you know, some nitpicky differences there. However, it does a phenomenal job if you are tethering, if you are a commercial photographer, if you need those kind of overlays that I talked about. Um, it's it's a great way to go. So those are that's kind of... It is very, very different than Lightroom and has a very different experience, and it kind of depends on what you're shooting. But there we Just go. Just so that nobody complains, uh, Capture One is owned by Phase One because, of course, it is. Thank you. I, I did <laughs> use the um, Hasselblad uh, one, but I worked at a studio where we actually yeah. shot Hasselblad, and uh, they look similar, and I got confused, so my bad. No worries. <laughs> I'm just heading off complaints at the pass. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. With that cleared up and out of the way, whew, all right, we have yep. talked about Photoshop and Illustrator and uh, Lightroom alternatives, so I think that pretty much covers all of our digital art type Mm -hmm. uh alternatives so now we're kind of getting into video right yes it is it is video time um the it's pretty much one choice and then all these other like kind of crappier choices (laughs) okay okay so we'll start with the with the crappier choices here are the crappy runners up uh i I mentioned the coral suite don't do it it's it's just so bad don't um The free option is Shotcut. It is an open source option. It's free. Uh, try it. It's not nearly as good as Premiere, but uh, it's free. Okay. <laughs> um, the next one I would probably suggest is uh, HitFilm Express. Um, HitFilm Express is a free version of HitFilm. Uh, it's free. It is limited. The they try free to tell you the like paid version. Free sounds like the best thing you can say about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give it. Give it a shot. 
uh, Sony Vegas. Um, some people like Sony Vegas for some reason. I tried it a couple times. I don't see why you would buy Sony Vegas when you could just get Premiere or our other choice. There's also uh, Final Cut, but that's only Mac. And even yeah. you know, in the Mac realm, there are people that prefer Premiere over Final and, Cut. Yeah, and like if you're ever going to touch uh, more visual effects, then you should probably just get premiere because it plugs into after effects so well so yes and and of course after effects is a completely different beast than Mm -hmm. um premiere it does a completely different thing with a completely different interface but uh, and there's iMovie of course which actually is quite good for a free piece of software i wish microsoft would make an iMovie equivalent for windows why does that not exist do do you actually want to (laughs) know why i bought my very first version of premiere in eighth grade uh because Windows Movie Maker sucks. Because Windows Movie Maker sucks so bad. <laughs> I, I was I was making a uh, film for Spanish class, mm-hmm. and I was editing in Movie Maker, and there was a part where I had to, like, stack two clips on top of each other or do, like, a voice dub or something, and mm-hmm. I wanted to tear my hair out so badly that I just I, – I went online and I bought it. And I'm pretty sure it was a pirated copy from Iran. But screw it! I have Premiere now! That's something I really have to give to Apple. iMovie is so good for a free movie editor. And it is just amazing to me that that has never been... Microsoft has never responded to that. Like, what? Why? It's so hard to recommend... Uh, it, it, it so many hurts. people want to do light video editing, and they're like, "Well, iMovies on Mac for free. What about here's, on Windows? Oh, they the don't have anything." Too. Uh, like my my siblings, <laughs> my siblings are not video editors, but they still want to cut together their like vacation footage and mm-hmm. like put up a video. Right? iMovie can do that spectacularly. Yep. And we are about to talk about our number one free alternative. King might might maybe be better than premiere but definitely better than all the other garbage we've mentioned mm. <laughs> but my my siblings would never be able to use it it is no. it is not user friendly to a novice who just wants to edit their vacation footage it is definitely for the video editor who is trying to put out some high end content and what piece of software are we talking about as our number one pick our number one pick is davinci resolve made by black magic Blackmagic yes. cameras are an ergonomic mess, but otherwise very good cameras. And they <laughs> made their own NLE video editor. That is, I think they bought it. Oh, they bought I it? I mean, it's theirs now, but I think they originally bought it. You know what? Yeah. Fine. I, I had a thing <laughs> I could be wrong. going. I was having a majestic buildup to a moment, and you ruined it. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks. Thanks a lot. No, uh, Da Vinci, it's great. There you go. We're done. Episode's over. I'm not going to tell yep. you about it. No, just kidding. Of course, <laughs> of course, we're going to tell you about it. That's silly. No, uh, DaVinci Resolve is an absolutely amazing piece of software. So mm-hmm. it has two different like work face interfaces that you can choose. You can choose to get default native Blackmagic uh, DaVinci interface, and you just learn it as it is. Or you can say, I have use Premiere my entire life. That is what I'm used to. And they have like a different workspace setup that kind of fakes Premiere to like get you a little bit used to it. Um, so if you're really stubborn, like go ahead and use that instead. But I would actually recommend trying to learn it the default native way because mm-hmm. uh, 
it is an excellent piece of software and I haven't gotten so ingrained into it that I'm willing to give up Premiere just yet, especially since I have so many Premiere files going back for years that it just won't edit. But the color editing is better. Um, the, the actual like timeline editing is better. Uh, the tracking is better. The special effects are better. Um, it can render the rendering is faster. Um, Funny story, I use a battery backup, a UPS on my computer. When I back up, when I render in Premiere, not, nothing happens. It's fine. When I render in uh, in uh, DaVinci, it screams at me. So, Eating your hardware. It, it does eat my hardware a little bit, but it goes faster. Um, yeah, I ha- have, have used it at all. Do you have any, anything wonderful to say about it? <laughs> you have used it more than I have. I've, I've tried it a couple times. Um, yeah, in general, like if you're starting... Um, considering the the price delta between the two, I would say like if you're never gonna touch After Effects and DaVinci kind of does everything that you that you need, um, and you're kind of starting out, I would definitely start out with DaVinci for free because the upgrade is not nearly as expensive long term as mm-hmm. uh, as Premiere is, and it's just. Like, there are a lot of things about Resolve that it does just straight up better than Premiere. And I am just kind of stuck in Premiere land, and I will probably never leave until Resolve just, you know, potentially gets super way better in every way. (laughs) But So because we talked earlier that I'm stuck on an old version of Premiere, there are Mm -hmm. features you have on your Premiere that I am missing because I have CS5. And there was Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of features that came out in 5. Point five that I don't have that I desperately need, and guess what? DaVinci has all those things for free. Yeah, and and actually, uh, Premiere has kind of responded to some things that uh, DaVinci has done better. Like uh, color correction in DaVinci Resolve has been better for a long time, and Premiere, um, it's still better, but Premiere has started to adjust some of its uh, color correction. You know, easier to use. Yeah. yeah, like it's just awesome that at the very least, I am thankful for DaVinci because it is forcing premiere to innovate yeah Yeah. exactly premiere has has stagnated for a long time and uh davinci has really pushed them to start to improve and get better and get better and and especially improve their color correction um yeah it has been super appreciated so even though i don't use davinci pretty much at all right now i hugely appreciate it and i would tend to point people in that direction especially if you're just starting out. yeah i'm i'm still a little unfamiliar and there were def i actually edited the previous podcast to this one in uh uh da vinci just so i could you know get to use used to it and be able to talk about it a little bit more and the audio editing was just like a little bit weird for me um but that's not because it's bad that's because the audio editing just worked a lot differently um so it's just something that i had to get used to um so uh da vinci has a free tier and then it has a you know pretty expensive uh upgrade tier not as expensive as paying for premiere for Mm -hmm. years but still kind of pricey you know a couple hundred bucks so So it's it's 300 right to get to go yeah sure i mean i would i'll consider that expensive oh yeah no i'm not saying it's cheap (laughs) but i'm just saying over the course of a year oh if you're paying for premiere with like the suite at like 50 bucks a month that's Mm -hmm. it pays for itself immediately um 
but here are the limitations on the free version you can only export up to 4k if you want that for 4k 8-bit if you want Mm -hmm. 4k 10-bit or 6k or 8k gotta pony up the dough um if you want team collaboration to be able to uh, have other people edit your projects remotely or be able to you know comment and view you have to pony up the dough um it has a bunch of just really random features like there are some uh like filters and effects that it just decided like now nah, you got to pay for that one but like it still does like tracking and stabilization and all of the basic things that i need it to do um so yeah it's really random unless you are literally a professional editor making a mm-hmm. feature film the free one's great it's amazing i literally have nothing bad to say about it um if you're I- shooting six or 8k and you're <laughs> mad that you can't export that for free uh you can afford the 300 dollars. <laughs> And and here's the thing. Uh, I know that you said you didn't want to uh, recommend it because at one point in time, the free version was capped to 1080. That is not the case. Yeah. And even then, I, I, I like I would hesitate to, to recommend it to video editors, but I would still recommend it even at a 1080p cap uh, to average people for sure. Yeah. So um, th- those are kind of I, I think we've gone through the whole group. Um, I've yes. seen one more here for there's after one more effects. here. Here's a, like a tiny little extra. There is a piece of software that I found called cavalry, which is an attempt at replacing after effects. It is super early days. Uh, it is an open source kind of project. Um, yeah, go check it out. It, I, I think you can pay for it monthly. I mean, yeah, there's a free version gonna, and then there's a monthly one. Pay to for it, you. Though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't know much about it other than it is an it After Effects alternative. Yeah. yeah, it popped up in research. Um, it's limited in its exports to 960 by 540 pixels because what the heck? Uh, <laughs> so let's. So not. You, yeah, so you have to pay 12 bucks a month or something for it. Uh, we'll still link otherwise. it, but yeah. Yeah. So I- I'm just saying there is an After <laughs> Effects alternative because people have asked me that. Is there an After Effects alternative? Yes, is it it's good? called Cavalry. No. I don't know if it's good. It exists. Uh, its export cap is bizarre. It's watermarked in tiny. So, so uh, I think we, good luck. I think we can uh, <laughs> all draw our own conclusions from this list. My yes. here's my personal professional opinion. Um, Adobe is worth it, and mm-hmm. if you don't want to pay for the Adobe Suite. I don't pay for the Adobe Suite. Pay for the photographer's version of the Adobe Suite. That gets you Photoshop and Lightroom. Those are the kingpins of the game, and they are only 10 bucks a month. Not each, 10 bucks a month for both of them. That's 5 bucks a month for each piece of software. Just totally worth it, and you get all the updates and all the new features and everything. And then, uh, yeah, check out all of these free alternatives. Um, the ones that are most exciting for me are definitely DaVinci for video editing, Um and then uh, those those free Lightroom alternatives that you had. But again, if you're paying the $10 a month, you don't need those either. The Affinity Suite, I think, is kind of where I would point people if they don't want to pay for Adobe. So, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that, that pretty much covers it. Um, I realize there are other pieces of software that are out there. Um, there's Avid, for example. Um, I don't care because that's so specific. Um, there's also uh, Kden Live, which is a free editor that I know nothing about. I'm just going to mention it because somebody will probably complain. Uh, Kden Live, check it out. It's free. It's open source. Go for it. I know nothing about it, but it exists. Uh, 
so so there you go uh if there are others that i missed i don't care <laughs> if there are others that are missed leave a comment no. oh sure there you go yeah please leave a comment and complain about how we missed your favorite random free editor that nobody uses <laughs> At, anyway. yeah that that pretty much sums it up we're spicy today <laughs> all right so uh logging off for this episode we do have yes. a throw out for you guys uh we mm-hmm. have a patreon if you want to help us keep the mics on basically pay for server hosting and just the miscellaneous costs of running a podcast definitely not getting rich on this one but we just very much enjoy bringing you content um the patreon is actually my personal one but any i made a new tier that is the photo uh op podcast tip jar and if you sign up for that pledge it's a dollar or however much you want to give um if you sign up for that pledge then you are helping support the channel and all of that money will go directly towards you know just hosting and server costs towards me right towards you towards basically me. you're paying for all that <laughs> stuff um just just helping us you know keep keep the mics on and keep bringing you excellent content on a weekly basis so uh, thank you guys so much we sincerely appreciate all the downloads and listens and we do hope this was helpful for you um sh- give us a comment with uh your favorite crappy piece of software that we did not mention <laughs> and we will see you next time oh 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 quick quick uh <laughs> quick promo for our next episodes we realize there's other pieces of software that we haven't talked about there's plugins there's ai stuff there are many mobile apps i'm not going to say that those are going to be the next episodes we're going to talk about but we do hear you on that front as well and we're going to be combing through those yes subjects we are researching those future. topics as we speak yeah, so those that's will be coming soon ish yep soon if you have questions or ideas for future episodes you can email us at hello at photo dash op dot show watch us on ben's youtube channel at non-creative as in om nom nom share this with a friend and you can listen to photo op anywhere podcasts are sold or download because it's free